Welcome back to this week's edition of Men of the Machine. Now, today is going to be completely different than anything I've ever done. So this is my this is my podcast now where before it was me and my buddy Patrick talking comic books and that was great. Then it turned into a few solo episodes, which I apparently just absolutely suck at because they got the lowest view count. And then I got the ones where I'm bringing on DJ. We're doing movie reviews. I've got my buddy Jake coming in to just shoot the shit with me. I got Jeff coming on every now and again to make dick jokes. It's, it's evolved into something that is mostly just me and friends uh, palling around. Now, the offshoot of that is I have not gotten any of my original friends, the, the OG crew that I used to hang out with back in New York. <laughs> and the unfortunate part of that is I was the one that walked away from all them, and I accept that. That's fine. I accept, I've taken that, that weight on my shoulders. But one of my really good friends who I referenced on this, episode, or on this podcast two weeks ago, and I will probably be referencing all the time now, is my good buddy Kia from back home, the same one that made that beat for the intro now, and I'm going to use it every single week. It's also on the outro. He's got a beat store online. I think it's called orionbeats.com. If that's incorrect, we'll correct it in a minute. He does a podcast called Creative Contact, which is, I don't know the views on it and the listens on it, but he's got way better guests than I ever get on it. Uh, he makes music. He makes uh, fucking these music videos. The Nowhere Project was dope as shit. Um I get to see that on Facebook because obviously I follow everything he does. That's what you do with the people you grow up with. So today I got him on board and it's just it's just two of what I would consider one of those kind of old stories. When you're 60, you're talking about your best friend in middle school. That's this guy right here. So Kia, let's get into it. How you doing today, buddy? Dude, that what an epic intro, man! I'm saying you you need to work in radio. Because well, I'm just, I've never there's so many I've different ways so to introduce a friend, and like you're not you're you're not just a friend, Kia. So so we we drifted apart there towards the end of high school, and then obviously after high school, I ran away. You moved away. You right, everybody right, right. does stuff. You become an adult. That's what happens. Yeah, hundred percent. There's yeah. no. I mean, well. You, you start paying bills. I'm not going to even begin to admit that I'm becoming an adult. And, uh, <laughs> you know, shit, I like that. No, shit same. happens. But you go back, and we was just talking about this on, on, on The Messenger. There is – I had phases of best friends, but I'm not playing games with you, Kia. Me and you, third, fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade, actually, inseparable. hundred. Yeah, inseparable. hundred. I don't think I'm downplaying that, but you let me know if I'm getting a little too nostalgic. No, no, dude. I, no, because I was the same way, and I was super stoked um, when you even hit me up for this, uh, for the music, because I was like, oh, man, like I've been meaning to, uh, especially being out here um, and being a little bit removed kind of from stuff, you know, it's weird now that we're kind of rounding the corner around 30 and being like, oh wow, like this I, shit goes so fast. Franny's already having panic attacks that she's almost – Yeah. I'm like, just let it happen. I, it's coming. Yeah, you can't like, do I'm, anything. I'm having them too, bro. I'm like, damn, like – because seriously, we were just we were just in middle school, like whatever. So well, I stumbled across this photo, the one I was telling you about, of like us wearing these yeah. old uh, you know, soccer teachers playing video yeah. games and just reminiscing on like uh, – 
on that time together, and it definitely was. It was like this little, this little crew, and then you know, Lucas and Dane and you and oh, me. That, like, so that's where it always. went to. It that's where it started turning into like a little group. Was it was it was. <laughs> yes, I w- I'm a very dependent person. I have been my whole life. Like yeah. I, I hook yeah. on to someone. Like I was just telling you before we started recording, Philip and Chelsea. I, I hook on, and it was it was you. Like it was it was Ooh. Kia, and I wanted to be at your house. I wanted to be yes. playing Dark Cloud. I wanted to be playing Fable. I wanted to <laughs> yes, be fucking around dude. Sega Soccer Slam, which I bought again just <laughs> because I wanted to live that again. And then, you know, it, it grew and you, you get bigger friends. You went on, my God, Kia, high school. You weren't even a high school student. You weren't in classes with us. You were doing Key Club. You were out doing yeah. classes for other people. Like, you you just went. Like, you just you just went. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep eating my Lunchables here. Like, I'm going to keep kicking it. No, dude. And that's something, too, that's such an interesting, such an interesting uh, vibe, too, is that I'd never felt like I really Spencer was never a great fit and but the city and that's something too that I've been kind of figuring out too we can dive into that later sort of this like this idea of identity of like never was a country guy never was like totally a city kid and so yeah. that sort of um just kind of adventure around trying to see what was out there but um also I'm yeah, not neglecting I, you right now I know you can see my video I have that photo on my phone somewhere and it, it's it's me and you like eight years old wearing our TCYSA yes. soccer yes. shirts. I got headphones around, or no, you got headphones around yeah. your neck. Yeah. And we're what, playing video games, yeah, dude. And it was just your mom came into your living room. I still remember yeah. your entire house set up, by the way. Like, if I walked into your front door, I'd be like, I know where everything is. Don't even worry about Yo, it. Yo, uh, I know what's crazy is it hasn't changed. No, come on, why would it? Your, your, your family has, like, I explain this to Franny all the time. Like, there's certain things that shouldn't remind you of someone, but they do. So, like, for example, Luke and Dane's house, that smell, I don't know what it is, but if mm-hmm. I smell something similar, I'm like, where Dude, am I? Like, I'm, I'm in their a home hundred, right A hundred percent. There's a unique Luke's and Dane house smell that is only, like, you can, if you, there's a twin I'm like, Dude, that's such a funny point you make it because it's well, so for 100%. your house, if I walk into a home that has your upstairs is wide open. If I walk into a home that has that setup with just the railings, it's not walls and like a staircase that leads <laughs> to another hallway. If I walk into that sort of feeling, boom, I'm at Kia's house. I'm like, okay, that's what I know about it. If someone brings up, because I remember your dad used to love to talk about it. A house that's built without screws or nails. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. I'm sorry, Mr. Rogers is right here talking to me. Okay, we're cool. Like, there's just little Yo. things, like just little things. Yes, to this day, man. Whenever, whenever he's in person, so you know, it's a post and beat. Not a single nail was used uh, in building yeah, this house. Yeah, just, um, he's got to say it. I got to yeah, hear it. I got part. no qualms. I got to hear it. What's crazy is that I, for you, um. You had so many different. There are sort of many these different iterations of our our friendship growing up and where you lived. That I remember, there are just like almost snapshots of memories um, of watching Yu Yu Hakusho off of. Oh my god! Okay, like, so I'm I'm getting the, back into anime. Oh damn, right dude! Oh, you did find it. Yeah, it doesn't look good through the webcam, but I'm gonna post no, that but, when I put this episode up. I'm gonna put that yes, photo up if that's cool yes. you. Of course, no. That that younger kid was killing it, dog. <laughs> we dude, we don't look shit. any different. Like if we if I shaved clean, <laughs> I know. you put some hair on top of your head. We're back to it. Like it's, <laughs> I got the headphones. I'm gaming, you know. Yeah, it was. Great. We were probably playing Dark Cloud. Like that's what we were doing. Um, anyways, so I'm sorry. You were. I, I interrupted. No, 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 Kip. It was all good. It's just your your house. I remember there was the the one that was right on the road. That I st- oh, well, they both were, but. 
the one that um, I think a car smashed into the living room once. Uh, no, a car. Uh, so we had that big. Ad- that was uh, I don't remember the, the a- exact address, but right, the one where I got hit by the school bus. That house. Yes. There yes. was a big ass oak tree right on the edge of the road, and a car coming way too fast, like hit the other side of the road's bank, came off hard, and then smashed into that tree and if that tree wasn't there there's only another 10 feet they're in the living room and okay because in my mind you know it had a big ass gouge out of it wow okay so that was one that i remember a ton of and then you guys moved to that other smaller farmhouse yes um uh, across from my grandma's uh closer yes And that that one I don't have as many memories with, but like there uh, were we, we moved there. So I get the big deciding factor is uh, in in all of this is me moving to Texas in seventh grade. So if you if you, you remember Wait. you you were my you were my contact man. Like so I moved. Um, I remember I remember I was really sad because I only kept in touch with two people when I moved to Texas for a summer. I we, my family only moved for a summer, and then he got my dad got a good offer for work and a home, and we moved back. But. Uh, when I moved away, it was Megan Stokes, uh, and I was so Yo. sad to be leaving her. She was that middle school crush that I was like, I can't. Yo, I can't. and then <laughs> I definitely remember crushing on Megan. And then the second thing uh, was you, and there was two big things about that. A, I called you as often as I could, uh, but that's not the one of the two things. So one, if you remember, I sent you. I went to Six Flags, and you loved that. The ball guy. You loved that, you <laughs> yeah. loved that stupid commercial because you didn't have TV at home, and when you'd come right. to my house, we'd watch. TV. Yes, so yes, a shitload TV. I sent you a package in the mail. I had my parents. I had to have it. It was a shirt with that guy on it from Six Flags, and I, I for the life of me, I can't remember. I, like an action figure or something stupid. And I sent that to you, and then when we decided to move back to New York, I didn't tell you. I don't if if, if you blank this out, that's cool. But I didn't tell you. I, I definitely blanked this out. We drove in from Texas. And my parents, without stopping to drop off all the shit packed up in the back of the truck, took me directly to your house. And I got out the car. And I came to your house before I even stepped foot in New York again. That was the very first place I walked up to. And, like, your parents knew about it. I had my mom and dad call your mom and dad. And it was just like, oh, shit, I got Kia back. It, it, it was, Dude, it was the biggest crazy. moment about moving back to New York for me. Like, that, that was next level for me. It's so funny how certain things you you kind of they just drift away until oh. until you reminded me of that and now I can remember your your truck pulling up. It, it was a big deal because you, your dad was still putting the pond in. The pond wasn't even in yet, and we wanted to swim in it. And we would like yeah, we'd go down when it was only like up crazy. to your knees and screw around. Yes. And, dad, and Mr. Rogers, Rick was just like, "Hey, get out of there! Like, come on! I told you guys <laughs> this will be done at the end of the summer. Get out of the water! We're just down there <laughs> yeah. being idiots." Wow, I totally forgot. Now that you mentioned it, I remember the Texas thing, um, and you dipping out, and that was like our long hair stages. Yes, I think both, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we both had. We both had. Picture, down, well, I don't know. You can't see it because it's dark here. Let me overbright myself. Whoops, right there. You can't really see it, but I got. Oh word! I got a bet. You still, you still rocking no, it? No, 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 no. This got... just came back. I'm getting a haircut on Friday oh. too, so it's gone just oh, as fast okay. as it showed up. <laughs> okay. Like it's nothing impressive. Yo, that's you know, because that was like our first foray was when we both had that crazy you... mullet long hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did not look good back then, but you started growing it, and I just I, I wanted to do it too. I thought it was cool as hell, so I started doing yeah. it. And then you cut wow. it, and I didn't cut it. I held on to it yes. for like a year before I cut it. 
Wow. No, dude, that's so true. And I remember um, those times really vividly of like, like you said, because I didn't have TV and, you know, I had the limit of TV time in those days and everything. You were kind of the, the escape. My house was the, for all intents and purposes, like the, the um, quintessential, I'm not going to call my family trailer trash, but the quintessential like lower class family. Like you came over and really all we had was like junk food, like the cheap <laughs> donuts that my mom got for free. And, and the and and ramen. And ramen. Oh my God. We <laughs> ate, remember we, my brother Andy would make us yes, just these yes, big, yes, ad, like yes. six ramens in one pie and we would just yes. sit there and eat it. Like, cause that's what, like, we did eat in game very, and eat ramen. Big, di- so your house was the, hey, you know, uh, homemade, good food. Now, okay, this is going to yeah. paint a worse picture, but this is not intended. Your house was like the good homemade meals with quality ingredients. There was one hour of video game time in the morning, one hour in the afternoon. We went outside, we played with the dogs, like we, we went in the water. My house was the... Um, there's only ramen and and like free donuts from Big M in the in the pantry, and you're gonna watch TV and shut up and play Grand Theft Auto. Yo, the cheat L1 L1 L2 R1 R2 left down right up left down right up. Get the guns and play Grand Theft Auto because that game was a little uh, yes. too intense for you. So it was Yo, different. Like people. yes, it was, dude. It's such a funny thing now reflecting on it because that's exactly how I remember it was like. Your place, because, my, you know, I, I wasn't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto then. Yeah. Um, you know, I had very limited TV time, so it was all the stuff outside. At, but it at was your also... house, we had uh, book time before bed. Every every time, if it was bedtime, get a book. And I was like, yeah, I don't read. And you're like, here, read book. <laughs> and uh, no, 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 remember, you handed me the one book you had. It was a science book with a pair of very poorly drawn boobies <laughs> in it. And you were like, here, just take this. And that was my book when I came over. You were reading legit stuff. And I was like, dude, I don't do this. I don't, I don't know what you <laughs> no, want from me. We don't do this shit in my place. <laughs> like, what do you want no. from me? Like, let me go punch my brother. I don't know what we're <laughs> yes. reading. It's such an accurate, such an accurate depiction of it but at the time which is really i think interesting to when when looking back on it how i didn't even put that together that that's the differences in the families we we were we were just little we didn't know no but there was there was things that stood out but why why would you that's the beautiful thing if you wanted to get into a philosophical slash political discussion Kids just love. They just when you're at my house, we love to do this. When we're at your house, we yeah. love to do this. It doesn't matter that they're dramatically different things. We just right. love doing it. It didn't it was great. It didn't matter. Mine was kind of this lower, you know, stupid thing going and start remember remember I brought that sword home from the office and, and we went out and we broke it on like the second tree we swung at. Like that kind of stuff was stupid at my house. And then at your house it was like very formulated slash yeah. um adventurous. You know, we did a lot of wood stuff and yeah yeah it was so good it was so good yeah it was like it's weird now when i'm when i'm like we'd be like man you know growing up it was i was like yo like i feel a little bit like a dick because it was like a pretty it was like pretty ideal like at the albertson roger it still is it's like this little your parents away from life wonderful life up there there's no getting around it freaking freaking julie have just killed it as far as building their own little like self-sustaining utopia it just feels it just feels good to walk up in there and there's no reason to change it why would you it's great (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, and, and but now it's it's weird because, like you said too, when you're a kid, um, it is sort of invisible. It's not invisible, but it's you just know what you know. Where yeah. it wasn't until I got older and talking to friends, or I'd go visit friends or whatever, that I'm like, oh, like you don't just like eat organic food, or like <laughs> yeah, oh, like, you don't do you just mean? like that's have to thing? play outside, like what, like oh, that's not for everybody, and. And for you, another thing that I, I remember vividly was just having all those boys, like having so many brothers in the same house yeah, that was all, like... All within a similar age, too. Like you and Ren were close age. Yeah. You and Ren were the same as me and Andy. But then you add only one more year to the next up and one more year to yes. the next up. And you just kind of cram them into one thing. And just <laughs> yes. into like, like I remember the first ass whooping I got was because I broke my brother's face open because I was chasing them around. They were on the four-wheeler and I had a broomstick. And I was just running after him like an idiot. Like, not angry. That was playing to us. Like, that's not that's not playing. That's just negligence. <laughs> right, right. That's just like mom not paying yes. attention out the window to a 10-year-old running with a broomstick trying to hit his brothers on a four-wheeler. Like, it was just nonsense. It, it was just, it was, it was a little bit like a wild, wild west. It was animalistic. It, it, it was, yes. my, my dad, you yes. know my dad. He's a very, like, yes. country guy. He's very, like, listen, you get hurt. I hope you understand you don't want to do that again. Otherwise, you're right. getting hurt again. Whereas your mom <laughs> right. was more like, just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. like, just don't do that. And I'm like, all right, Jesus. Yes. But, yes. No, it, it, was, it was. It was such a different um, environment where if you have four four young men, especially you know, with a dad who we, is we very – We were boys. We yeah. were boys. <laughs> well, boy, right, right, boys. But like – with your dad, who was he? He had like he's very masculine, and he was like yeah, the kind strong of leader. Us to be dumbasses. He's kind of like, yeah, if you want to be tough, you're toughen up. He, I don't know if yes. he did this to you, but he'd smack you in the back of the head, toughen up, and you're like, oh, God toughen damn it, up, right? And because of that, I think it was like it was this sense of all the four, you know, the four boys. Is there's like ego involved, and oh my god, and you you're mean, finding out ego involved. Yeah. The fucking guy loved to rub it in your face. How big he was. <laughs> Yo, it was just, it was such a different, just such a, I remember being there and be feeling like, I was like, yo, I could actually get hurt over here. I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> like she got, like, yeah. a lasting damage could be happening over here. Like, I, and I remember for you, it was, it was just almost survival in uh, a way, you it know? Was, it was, uh, I don't even know how to begin. So I'll, I'll do the, I'll do the opposite to you. So when I came to your house, there was like two big moments that really stood out to me so one of them was literally just language there was two different languages you guys mm. your family's very well read all of them are. i mean you, mm. you, you and ren obviously ren is artsy as shit you know he's very like a hundred percent he holds himself together with a certain esteem you know mr rogers the english teacher writing books writing music again is very well and julie i have never in my life known anything about her other than that's a business woman in some way. That's all I knew. That's all I took from Julie. I don't even know anything other than she's a business woman. Yeah, you just I'm know like, she's who, poised who, as hell. You don't question yeah. her decisions. You just know she made them. And that's great. <laughs> yes. Whereas my family, it's like, mom, what's for dinner? She's like, oh, actually, so here's one of the ones where it st stood apart. I remember this being an issue, and if you don't, that's fine. Um, we had pizza for dinner. I know, I know what you're going to say. So we had we had yeah. pizza for dinner one night and my and we just like walk away from it at the end of dinner. And then the next morning, that same pizza with the box yeah. probably still open is sitting on the <laughs> yes. table and I go, Mom, what's for I food? She says, Hey, say. eat that. And you grab it and he is like, Oh no. Oh wait, you're gonna yeah. get you're gonna get sick from that. You don't that, that's bad. Throw that out. And I'm like, Are you kidding? Yes. This thing will yes. sit out for another day and I'll still come grab it. Like, what do you want <laughs> yes. from me? 
So it is, and also, um, I don't know, the, but the one big difference is, A, single-income family. My father's the only one who worked feeding right. five to six mouths versus right. two very independent people who both make a decent living with only two boys. Right. Like, it's just a very, like like you said, it's almost survival. Guess what? I'm not cooking an entire damn meal for you. Eat what's Eggs. left. Versus your house, it's like, yeah, I'll whip you up something real quick. Like, yeah, Eggs, whip it up. dude. Exactly. And now when I'm older, I'm starting to understand, like, now when I'm cooking, I love cooking for myself. Oh, and I'm like, I couldn't man, imagine cooking for for other people, let alone uh, a spouse, let alone a spouse and fucking four kids. Like It's a, it's a different environment. Every, but. It's different. It's a different vibe. And like that, that just feeding four growing boys is like a full-time job well, so, in itself. <laughs> so, God, I have like three things I want to talk about. Let me get the two from your house that threw me off out the way. One, the language thing I was talking about earlier. So right. with you guys all being so aware, I remember this. I'm, dude, don't. I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but this still no, haunts me no, to this day. No, I sat I down yes. at your dinner table, okay? <laughs> yes. And we're all eating. And I got this. This happened. There's two things in one moment. One, I got judged because I didn't know how to eat with a fork and knife. All I knew was a fork, and I just knew how to get it to my mouth. And, <laughs> right. and, and you guys were like, "Wait, what are you doing? Like, you're not doing, you're not doing this. Like, you're not cutting <laughs> yes, your food." Yes. Like, I tried it, and I failed miserably. And Mr. Rogers was actually like, "It's cool. Don't like, we'll, we'll help you. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, we'll get yeah. you there." And I felt like, "Okay, thank you. Maybe I should learn this, even though no one in my family is gonna care." And they'll actually <laughs> yeah. reverse judge me. I'll go to cut something right. at dinner at home, and they'll be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Grab it and just shut." But. Uh, that same dinner, though, we were talking, we were telling stories. Everybody's chit-chatting, and your family is, is you called me a decent storyteller teller earlier. Your family, when it comes to just sitting down and having a conversation, I, I listened to the podcast with your dad that you did. It's, it's so inviting. So we're talking, and I'm, like, telling the story about how I got the wind knocked out of me by my brother, and that's, <laughs> that's, that alone is weird. Like, physical abuse yes. from the family doesn't happen but then yes. i use the one wrong word i really wish i hadn't because it still gets to me i said my brother punched me in the gut and you guys <laughs> lost your all four of you lost your goddamn minds starting with ren <laughs> because it's not a gut it's a stomach it's a tummy yeah. it's some other bullshit but that's what we said we said gut you know that's the word we used and i like i like shut down a little bit i was like i'm dumb like, oh, okay. I didn't realize. Like, I'm sorry. And Ren, Ren could not, like, wrap his head around, like, this little freaking oh country white boy who's who's not fit to say the word stomach. And, and I was just like, I'm sorry. Okay. Dude, Kev, I'm so sorry that that, <laughs> no, no, no. that, that like, it, it, it's not, it wasn't moments. intentional. Like, if I think back on it real hard, it's not intentional by any means. I do not take any offense to it. It's just at that moment, I felt like such an outcast. I was like, oh. yes. When in reality, I was probably more of Spencer. Like, like I was actually the norm. And right. To feel like an outcast was so unknown to me. Because everybody oh. would be like that. So so it's just such a, a dynamic, you know, like your dad would go out and, and meditate in the field. And I'm like, is he taking a nap? Like, what's going what <laughs> Yeah. I don't is, understand what, this. What the fuck is he doing? It's such a dynamic. It, it, it is. And it's so interesting you mentioned that because those are the things that really stick out to you. Um, later. When I get the experiences the, of other people exactly, doing this, I'm like, oh, okay. Exactly. You know, and as a kid that can be so painful in a weird way that then later when you're if you when you were comfortable with this stuff, like fuck you it is with the gut but then like <laughs> when you're that young especially and you're like at a sleep where you're like 
you're like, oh man, and you just it, you do feel so alienated. It is like a there. It leaves this lasting residue of sort of like um, yeah, it's kind feeling. of like, it's kind of like when I it's it's part of the reason why in high school I became really good friends with like Luke Davis and Matt Kastenuber because I don't know if you ever went to their houses. But like, a, I didn't the, ever really go there that much. Yeah, they weren't they weren't necessarily your crowd. Um, not right. to say they weren't bad, but you were doing other stuff and uh, no hundred were kind of messy. And the food situation was very similar. It was like frozen banquet dinners and bags of potato chips. And like yeah. the the parents were always either working or cleaning. And yes, they didn't care about what you did. Just go do whatever. Just let me finish I, my thing. So like yes, that, that I gravitated to that, and I'm not saying that I walked away from your family for any reason. You were just busy, but it, it that's no, like Kev, you're 100%. saying it. It's a lasting uh, a sort of effect. Like those friends made me feel like home, versus other friends made me feel like you know uh, separate. I, I, exactly. You know that that I think that's part of it. Is you're like this is this feels familiar. You know yeah, where and that got, and the lifestyle, which is which is say for me too. Um, your your play it was it was unfamiliar in the sense of having an older brother that was like constantly fucking with you. Yeah, where I like Ren at that age he was too cool, and he I was, was a little too cool, and, and he was annoying also well. I mean, yeah, we were, but he was also yeah. like so. Andy and Freddie, their their form of retaliation or or you know sort of like aggression towards you was literally punching it was just all right, you're going <laughs> right. Down. like andy would yes. hug you until you couldn't breathe and you're just like i think i'm gonna die right now whereas uh, Ren was, was more of like crazy. oh he he still is he's awesome but he's just <laughs> nuts. whereas ren was more of like a psychological thing because you guys yes. like i said were well read yes. so he was just like I don't know why you would do that, and I'm really upset with your decision. And you're like, oh, oh no! And I remember, just, like going to bed, you'd be you. like, Ren is Ren is really let down in me today, and I was like, okay, like, like sure, <laughs> what, what, what's we survived, the issue, bro? Yeah, like okay, yeah. tomorrow he won't be. We're cool. Like you don't have a bruise on your ribs from anything. And he chopped me <laughs> yes. in the throat so hard I couldn't eat because he bruised my esophagus. I, I remember that. It was a big deal. That. My dad beat the shit out of him because i, <laughs> I could remember. not i couldn't breathe like he bruised and my throat swollen up because he thought it would be funny to chop me in the neck <laughs> yes. and i was like and that was one of those things that is like Yo, but the hierarchy was yeah, anything it, less anything less than a throat chop though isn't gonna make it to <laughs> yeah, dad you know yeah, what i mean so with that, like, man. yeah just keep it under there's a lot of room <laughs> exactly Put a bruise just not above the shoulders <laughs> yeah, and we're cool. exactly oh my God. Or, so it was or, like Oh, sorry, you go. Go ahead. No, no, you go. Okay, well, I was just gonna, I was gonna segue <laughs> into another story of like uh, my sort of uh, backwoodsy home versus yours not, and it was, it was one thing my dad still remembers. So I'm, I'm not sure if you will, but dad brings it up. We butchered our own animals. That was life. My dad raised cows yeah. and pigs for butcher, and every three months, one animal got butchered. It, it alternated, whatever the system was, depending on what he got at the auction. And I remember. You came over, we were hanging out, my dad went out, butchered an animal, skinned it, and you walked outside while, because he asked me for help. The, the boys came out and helped. We, we did what yes. you do. And I'm like, all right, Kia, you want to help me skin this cow? And you're like, I got to go home. You're like, I, got, I can't be here for this. And I'm just like, knife in my hand, like, okay, we doing this? And you're just like, this is, what, what is this? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, I I was like fuck no. I'm going to call my dad. Get me out here. Yeah, yeah. And you went inside. Mom called your dad and he came and, <laughs> yeah. you up, and it was the end of that. And I was like, what? 
Like this is, yeah. this is how we <laughs> yeah. eat. Like in a month, this is gonna show up in the freezer and be so good. And you're yes. like, that's fucked up. There's a head sitting in the lawn. <laughs> yes. Why is that? I remember, and this is a really disgusting story, but I have to tell it because it's on it. That that process butchering a cow. Well, one time we butchered a cow that was a dairy cow. My dad used to get milk from it, and my brother Freddie. So when my dad's skinning it, you can actually keep the udder intact by skinning around the fat inside. And my brother, Freddie, picked up the udder, separated from the cow, and it still sprayed milk. So he chased us with that thing as like a primal super soaker. It was an organic super soaker (laughs) that he he thought it was the funniest thing ever. And we're like, this is disgusting. I don't know what's going on. And we just (laughs) ran Yo, that's the type of shit that would happen at your place. You it's know what Game I mean? It's of Thrones, like, bro. This game was, yo, it was Game of Thrones 100. Another thing that's so funny, and we, we should maybe do one with them on here too, because I feel I feel bad talking about them here, but Lucas and Danes. I would love to, I remember I would love to get them on. The, the same vibe with sometimes with Travis of it being like, mm, you mm. never knew what no, type no, of no, shit no. was going to go down. So, so Andy would punch you with his fist. Travis went out into the shed, made a 12-foot-long spear, and (laughs) came at you with it sharpened and did draw blood. No, no, no. Travis was a murderer. There's a difference, okay? Travis would shoot firecrackers at you. Yo, he would would point this potato gun at you and legitimately pull the trigger. Like, I don't care what's going to happen. This is the end. Yo, I remember that. I'd be like... Yo, this dude's really trying to kill me right now. That's the dude in <laughs> like, anime where you can't tell if he's about ready to snap or not. That's the dude in anime who might be the Yes. Villain. You're just not sure. Yes. You're oh just not, you goodness. haven't figured it out yet. Terrifying. You know? It, it's so weird. It was gr- growing up, especially, you know, with houses like that, too, where with Ren, he was also, he was always, he would, he would play little tricks and stuff, but we, we didn't ever get into it like that. I think he beat my ass once and I was like okay that's plenty and I'm just he not gonna he only had a few moments of like pushing me or nothing I never got to I, see I, him like that one exact, time it was and never, you know the one time it was never like that and so it was just a different way of growing up and I think um, that now is is interesting to reflect back on on differences in, in growing up in Spencer and, and that we've both moved away um, have you been able to because I Ren has been able to, you know, keep in touch. He he had that sort of that group, that sort of crew, and the, all those yeah. guys are still Dude, close. I, still hang, I just went on a camping trip with uh, three of them. I'm Spencer, it, Dave, and Nate Carmen. We went on a three day trip down the Susquehanna together. So that's part of the 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 podcast is the River Rats. Yep, joint. yep, yep. And, and, yeah, and um, and so now that you live in Connecticut, have you? Do you still keep in touch with high school homies? What kind of happened to you? Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit of your story kind of after high school. Uh, I mean, I... So, immediately after high school, I moved to Oswego with Franny, remember? I went... I went she, right. She got... Uh, she was a year ahead of us. So, I just bolted out there, got an apartment with her, and just literally played Xbox with Matt Cass and Uber. And that was it. And then... When I moved back to Saratoga, I did try. That was two years... Or, to Saratoga, to Wilton. Uh, or Wilseyville, sorry, right outside of Spencer. I did try. Um, I had Dane over a lot. He was my best man at my wedding. Uh, I, I remember really that. Dane, that was the last time we talked, by the way, before this, was my wedding five years ago. Uh, wow. It's, it's crazy just to think about. But um, 
You know, I made yes. friends with uh, Chris Burkaw, who was not a high school friend, but he was in the grade I, below us. And, like, yeah. I, I, Kyle Roach, I still, Kyle Roach is one of those guys, kind of like what's happening here. The minute I start talking to him, doesn't matter if it's been one year or 20, like you're just talking and it's great. Yeah. But for the most part, I really only keep in touch with Mason Legate, who's out in Arizona, and oh, Ryan Miller. And that's about it. That's, 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 wow. That's about it. What not, what two it two very different men there? I mean, very, so and, it was actually part of it stemmed from uh, Ryan's like whole house arrest thing, but we never stopped playing Xbox together. It was just like you get on Xbox and you just join a party with them. It wasn't like uh, a conscious decision to text you during the day. It wasn't like call you and see what's going on. It was just hey, I want to play Call of Duty and my friends are on. Like that's it. It was just yes. roll with it. Uh, which changed, and that's the only reason why. I mean, I went last year to Arizona to visit Mason, and it was great. And I, every time I go to New York, Ryan bought a home, and he has a son. I swing by and I see him, and I and I spend time. Wait, with him, like that's so dope. Um, how did it go down in Arizona? Mason is one of those few guys that like has has been supportive of the music thing from he really, like every ever time since. you put he's, anything up, he's there. Like, dude, this is he's always yes, he's, he's always. Comedy. I was like. You know, I was like, dude, Mason, you're the most supportive like friend I have. Like, what's up? He, but he, I, he I legit he loves your music, Arizona. too. He talks about it. Every time a new one comes out, he's like, hey, did you hear Kia's new track? I'm like, yeah, yeah maybe I played it once. Or no, I when did you put <laughs> yeah. it up? Or whatever. He's like on it. He's just like, dude, it's it, great. It, yo, I need, to, I need to reach out to Mason more because I know he, um, he was kind of having a hard time finding his way and then went to law school. And I was like super proud of him because I knew he was having a bit of a rough time. It um, took him a while to get get yeah, up to yeah, it yeah right so but so now he's out there and he's killing it he uh killing it is being generous um hey listen <laughs> same here. no no i get that like so i i take for granted so like where we came from in life to where we are now i i i definitely have flipped so i'm i'm actually out and i'm purchasing a home with franny that we've done all the paperwork we're waiting on now it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. it's a 2500 square foot house it's way bigger than i have any right to own and way more expensive than I can afford, frankly. But, you know, like, I'm doing that. I own both of my vehicles that are 2011, yeah. 2013. Like, I'm doing I'm, – I'm, I'm holding myself together from a financial and, like, societal aspect of things. I'm, I'm you do, You're doing the thing. Versus, like, a lot of our friends are still in that phase of driving a jalopy – moving between jobs not sure about school not moving sure about to thailand friends. moving to i got this one tool <laughs> who's just like shooting away to countries like, like it, it's still it's, i don't want to call it like the discovery period but it's still the undecided and that's cool yeah and i thought i would still be in that longer than everyone else and i just got lucky i complete my wife i i found it a very young age and it just yeah happened. like it just went and the job i was telling you about was literally just right place right time like I had some money from my bus accident that helped me get by. Like I, I got very lucky, and I'm in a very different spot. But like, yo, Kevin, no, I'm I'm proud of you. No, I I appreciate. I I take it for granted where I am. Like I still think of myself as living paycheck to paycheck, eating funyuns. When in reality, yes. like I go grocery shop and make full dinners with my wife and sit down and like it, it's different. It, I just I don't think about what I'm actually at ever, and I should. Um. But like Mason, he's he's out there. He lives uh, with one of his relatives. He's got the same job he's had for two years. He's going back to law school. Um, he's still into uh, 
recreational activities that I wish he wouldn't. Like he he's uh, in, okay. While he's in like maybe you would call it that discovery phase, he's very much where he wants to be. Like he's very much in his wheelhouse of things, if that makes any yeah. sense. Whereas like you're doing this big jump. You're 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 like, you know what? Switch it up. Like I gotta do something <laughs> and I'm doing it. He's very much like I maybe could switch it up, but I'm I'm right where I need to be. Which Yeah, yeah. You, all I know of is one Facebook post where you just said, "Hey, I'm not good at work, so I'm moving to Thailand." Give give me the <laughs> like explain to me what the hell that means. I know what it means. Yeah. I've done shitty jobs where I've been ridiculed that I wasn't good at, but explain to me like more so y- you were in New York and then Philly and I actually tried to see you when I was in Philly uh, uh about a, like 9 months ago and I just I didn't have time. But uh No, dude. It, give, give it, me that. 100%. No, no. So um I'm the same way. First of all, with people, it's like you, you, and and now, now kind of growing up, you realize how to to keep in touch with people. It really makes effort because everybody's off doing their own thing. Yeah, and um, people take it too personally sometimes too. They're like, "Hey, man, you haven't texted yeah. me in months," and you're like, "Honest to God, I wake up, I do my job, I make my whatever." And I come home. It's it's not easy to be like, oh shit, what is Tyler Bailey up to right now? Like, it's not- you know, it's so crazy. You just mentioned Tyler. I was just about to mention Tyler. I went. Because- I did get to see him last uh, uh, in the spring. Did it you? Was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yo, because of when you mentioned gaming, I used to oh, game with Tyler, baby. You too. Halo, you two were the Jet- guys. Like legit, homeboys. Went and done pro stuff. <laughs> yo, yo, it's so funny, man. Um. Yo, I was just thinking about this the last night. So, and so I'll, I'll get to that too. So, first of all, how's Tyler? Uh, he he's good. He's got a, he's a wonderful good. girlfriend. He's got two beautiful corgi dogs. He's living in Seattle, just he being would. Tyler. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy, man. Like we were just fucking playing Halo and crushing it, and like, um, yeah. disgustingly so, good. Yo, dog, that was my shit. So, that was. Man, so many ways I want to tackle this. So that was my first foray. <laughs> That's the hard into part is like lining the, it up into the conversation. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, how can I? How can I make just, this one thing? Just so, run with it, and we'll figure it out. So with the Halo thing, that was the first thing that I was ever really good at. Yeah, and it was cool because being a little, you know, local local celebrity with that on the Halo circuit, you feel me in a town oh, of two thousand. Yo, it was a. 2000, uh, I looked up the census for 2016 for Spencer, <laughs> New York. 768 people. No. Right? Yeah. Our school no. was comprised of Danby, and it also had Manhattan, <laughs> and it also had this. But Spencer, like your street address, like where we grew up, 768 people in the entire town. Oh, man. my God. There's That's schools crazy. that have more than that in just little <laughs> yes. Like, come on. <laughs> Wow, I was I've been ballparking two thousand this whole time. No, nah, that's so scale it. Crazy. If you want to include Vanetta and shit, sure, do your yes. Thing. But if you just talk, you're <laughs> wow. scale it back. Spencer, that's insane. So, you know, pretty pretty uh, competitive pool, if I oh, may. Yeah, no, no, um, a very a high skill, game, <laughs> man. Very high skill. High skill, high skill. Just to break into the circuit, you know, was uh, yeah. was a challenge. So, yeah. But but being even that good, even if it inflated my ego at the Halo thing, it was cool to be like, okay, if I put my mind to something, I can do it. And, yo, yo, sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. Let me just interrupt you one second. Yes. Do you remember 
Uh, me and you were like the ultimate trolls when it came to being douches in video games. And we were playing Halo with uh, Luke and Dane. And every time, I can't for the life of me remember what it was saying, but I remember how it sounded. Uh, yes. We would stick them with a sticky grenade and we would say <laughs> yes. this. And I can't remember it. Yes. And and we would be, it was like nice or something like that. We said it in the most annoying inflection. <laughs> and they rage quitted and almost broke my controllers. <laughs> like they were done with us. And oh god, and I just for the life of me wish I could remember it because I would love to hear you sample it in a song. One I think, if I remember I think, it, I'm gonna tell you. I think it was nice, but we just said it in like a. <laughs> it was something like you're that. so yeah. annoying. It's <laughs> something super <laughs> it was annoying. Over and it was kind of like the got him bullshit on YouTube videos with like yes, oh. we were just like got him. We, we just said something like nice, and we would hook him, <laughs> yes. and it would kill him, and they knew the minute we said it because we were very calculated if we didn't say it we missed the stick yeah, said it, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. dead and they knew it yeah we oh. wouldn't we, you wouldn't you had to commit to it if yeah. you had to, to know <laughs> yeah. it's a guarantee yeah. um yo Sorry, and that was yeah. crazy no no it was was playing like it was just so much fun like I, and i really do miss playing video games so much but it was something where i was like okay i, I was like i should have known that growing up i had I love the music stuff. Yeah. And but and I love video games and You're like always big into music with your CD player. Like always something yeah. in there that you had to listen to where I was just like what's on the radio? Okay, move. On. <laughs> yes, yes. Where we're now looking back on it, there were there were signs that like if you listen to them, but but where we're from, you just you 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 weren't they weren't like, "Oh, Kevin, there's an there's an internship for a radio personality. Here, go do that." Or like, "Oh, here's yeah. something People didn't go off to do media, music, radio. Like there was like two or three people. It was like Jeff Foot went and played basketball. There was like, uh, no, that's it. There was one guy who did anything outside of like standard. I was like, you're gonna keep going. I was like, I think that's it. Oh, and actually, Boehm kind of did modeling for a while. That's it. Two people done. Two people, and that's it. Or you either go to college, or you work for the farm, or you you stick like you. It's just there weren't those. Yo, there weren't a lot of options. It's a travesty. The smartest man I've probably ever known, Alex Houghton, still works yes. at the Big M. That bro, man, it is not. It is not like funny to downplay the intellect of that kid. Like it is disgusting Dude. the amount of knowledge he holds. And yet, because of the kind of small town mentality, you know that's that's where he is. That is crazy because I I think every time I go in there too, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna see if I can say what's up to Alex. Um, aside from the time when he bullied me in ninth grade, <laughs> in ninth grade, and I learned from Jason Bourne, I yep. took a newspaper and I rolled it up and I spent the afternoon practicing hitting trees <laughs> in case Alex ever fucked yeah, with not, me again. Not again, like, boy. You ain't coming. I was like, not, I was like, not again, boy. I have my newspaper. I took it to school. I'm like, Alex, you fuck with me again. I'm, I practiced some Jason Bourne with this, yeah. with this rolled up Hold newspaper. Hold on. Let's roll never back to actual again. ninth grade Kia. Um, can, hey, don't, don't do that again. Just, I think I'm ready. I think I'm prepared. For get, this. get out of here. <laughs> you know, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I don't know. All right. I'm just trying to roll. No, that here. definitely is how I got <laughs> bullied. He, but aside from that, then we got close and I was like, yo, yeah, this kid is good, next level smart. He's a yeah. Good he's, guy. he's a good dude. And uh, yeah, I still forever have him paired in my mind with Michael Crichton books. Um, <laughs> I get that. Uh, but so after after the Halo shit, I did try to go pro, and so I had my dad take me to a, one of those huge MLG tournaments yep. in Jersey, and I was like, 
Oh, so this is what people are like when they're actually good at something. <laughs> this is what, like, when you have a bigger pool of people to play. Yes. I was like, when you actually have real competition, this is. Oh, so like, I'm not the best, but I thought yeah. I was supposed to be amazing. So it was kind of cool and soul crushing in that way. Of but, you know, if you kind of figure it out. And then something similar to that kind of happened later on after college. Um, where I was like, oh, I'm really, I love music. I'm good at this. Let Yo, me when go you were to the in music college industry. working with Dylan and stuff, though, that did seem like I was like, if Kia gets famous, I'm gonna be one of those friends that's like, hey, Chippy, remember me? Like, hey, let's go. <laughs> yeah. you, 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 yeah. you remember anything about me? Yeah, I was gonna be one of those guys. I was like, Dude. Kia is moving, and I gotta be ready to, to slide Dude. into that. Yo, like Odd Future, like, I'm going to be the Lucas from Odd Future. I'm going to just roll around with a sweatshirt <laughs> yes. with my face on it, and we're going to be cool. And you're like, yo, part of the crew, just hanging up. Yo, Kia, remember me? <laughs> um, dude, no, so the shit with Dylan was so dope. Um, and, I, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really fun, and I'm really into it. But um, I didn't put it together that, like, it doesn't just happen. That like it's something that you have to kind <laughs> Wait, of. Wait, you make mean I put one habit. one thing on the internet and we're there, right? Like one. And it doesn't just blow up. Done, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I come thought, on! I, I heard about Lil it. Yachty blew up. Okay, I know what this takes. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm gonna be like Ray Shremmerd. People are gonna show up to my house party and I'm good, right? It takes one song. I was yeah, like, that's, that's it. it. One, one song close, and I was like, oh shit, this takes a lot of time and work. So, yeah. so went then to the music industry. Worked in New York. I worked for Island Def Jam, and. I was like, yo, this is not the motion. Like, this shit is so backwards from the way I thought it should be. Um, but it was also really inspiring to see a bunch of, like, indie musicians. I worked in A&R, which is pretty much you, uh, you're, like, scouting upcoming talent and you, you help talent to, like, get their stuff together. So um, That sounds like a sick gig. It sounds like a sick gig, but you're pretty much like, for me, it was a lot of like re artist research. So it was yep. still fucking spreadsheets and numbers and whatever. Oh um, gosh, all right, I'm feeling you. And you know, and so it's a lot of research. But but, needless to say, it was inspiring because I could see all the people that aren't signed, you've never heard of in a million years, but are able to make decent living doing their music. So it's like, okay, cool. So I'm not gonna be Drake. I'm cool with that. But if I can build this thing to have like a thousand true fans, that's kind of the number. If you have a thousand people that will support you, yeah. you can do what you love for a living. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, cool. But um, still then, uh, so then I moved to Philly. Uh, so I quit the NR thing. I worked for a dope nonprofit in Brooklyn for like six months. Moved to Philly, lived with the big bro. Um and then got a job at a nonprofit there in marketing, running their little marketing thing. It was cool. I was making good money, pretending to be an adult, but still, trying. still trying. I was still trying to be a real grown up, but like just kept fucking up in the job because I was constantly thinking about music and like my heart wasn't in it. Um, and did that for two years, and then got that crazy diagnosis, the health thing. Where my doctor was like, oh, I, I always knew I had something weird going on with my blood, but then... Yeah, the I remember that I, being a thing in, in like middle school. I don't remember what it yes. was at all, but I remember being you know, a thing. I, so, exactly. I, and I never really 
figured out what it was. And then when I was like, why haven't I figured out what this thing is that like I know is a weird thing? And so Philly's hospital, they have an awesome hospital system. So I was like, let me get it done while I'm here in Philly. And so I had all these blood tests run and the doctor's like, Kia, we don't know what the hell it is. Um, so we're going to send you to this like super blood specialist to try to keep tabs on you because they're like, it can either get really, really bad or mm-hmm. you could grow out of it. They're like, we just don't have any idea what it is. But uh, it was a cool kick in the ass. Yeah. It was like, it was like, okay, Kia, wake up. Life is short. You don't know what the fuck is going on with your blood. Like, let's get some, let's get it together. So yeah. that's, I was like, okay, let me pursue the music more. Cause I was like, this is really what I love, but you still got to make ends meet. You still got to pay bills. So I was a, I got my bartending license. I was a bartender Damn. for a while. Um, I sold clean energy on the side of the street. Oh, I was dude. a substitute oh, teacher. Dude, nobody – I haven't questioned my life and my sanity as much as trying <laughs> to do sales, door-to-door yeah, sales. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's even worse, like you're saying on the street. I, uh, I've only ever done sales. That's really – it's really all I'm talking to people is really all I'm cut out for. Like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. And I worked uh, Verizon. So my first real job was being a beekeeper for two years back in Spencer. Um, Where? And then I worked for Verizon. Hated it because of sale pressure. Mm-hmm. I moved to Best Buy. Fucking hated it because of sales pressure. So I moved uh, to this like healthy living. Uh, it was a. It, you remember Green Star in Ithaca? It's like of same. Of course. It's like the same thing as that, but a little bit bigger. Uh, very health conscious, sort of like trendy store. Um, for groceries and I worked in customer service there because obviously all I got to do is talk to people and then I needed to make more money so I worked at Citizens Bank and let me tell you the fucking uh, the banking industry (laughs) is disgusting for how badly they want you to have people to have their money in your location like it was the most aggressive sales I've ever worked for and I only lasted five months and I was like fuck y'all I'm moving to Connecticut I'm done with this and I just yes and then when I came to Connecticut I, I was like I'm done with sales. If I want to do, if I want my voice, my personality, my persona out there, I'm going to do this podcast with my buddy Pat and I'll get his shit job. So I worked again at Best Buy, but this time not in sales, in the warehouse doing the merch stuff. And that was fine. And now the job I have now, I make more money and I don't have to talk to people ever. And it's great, but this is the goal. <laughs> so uh, uh, continue. Dude, no, okay, I'm, sales is such a mind fuck, dude. And it was like, it you would be You realize crazy. how much everyone hates each other. Is really yes. what it comes down to. They're just like, hey, I'm sorry. Are you here for Thanksgiving dinner? Get the fuck out of my face. You know, I'm, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I am thought I thought you were the one who needed something. My bad. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I will just go fuck myself with this speaker that you were thinking about <laughs> yeah. picking up, but you don't have that $5 coupon on you. My bad. Yo, I've never had – so I was selling clean energy pretty much. That's pretty harmless. And I, and I remember I was selling it in a theater – like as people nice. come in and get their tickets and they could get a discount. A, a Is it like a the theater. thing where like you lock in your rate with a certain exactly? Supplier. Okay, those exactly. people. This dude got into my house one time and I just kept <laughs> going. Okay, 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 okay. And then right before the end, I was just like, "Dude, my wife's not home. I really can't." Make this decision. Like, <laughs> even if I wanted to, I can't. He's like, "But you could sign." Uh, an early thing and just make the you know like a partial commitment i'm like i can't do that uh-huh. man i don't as run the long house. as we can get you with with the partial then yeah. then that we can get a commission off that Yo. and so i was selling it at the theater and this guy what did i said um oh do you pay hey do you pay an energy bill or hey hey have you checked this out yet 
that was my I was like, hey have you checked this out yet he just looks at me and he goes fuck you <laughs> and he, keeps, he keeps walking and and i was like as a grown man i was like i'm i'm, I'm in my little my light blue shirt my collared yeah. shirt tucked into my khaki shorts i have the lanyard on i'm holding the clipboard i have the hat on green mountain energy and i was like i was like i want to call my mom right now like yeah, it's just you like you don't get talked like that out in public like that's not how two people should interact like I'm, I'm fucking. I got bills to pay and stuff, and you're just gonna say dude, that to my face. Eggs, li- like, listen. I'm like, I, this is not what I thought my life would be at. Like at 26, I was like, this is. I'm in a stupid uniform, getting sworn at for stupid shit. I don't even really want to. Se- I was like, I was like, I fucked up. Yeah. I was like, some somewhere along the line, I fucked up. Um, and like you, as I think similarly. When it comes to skills of being like, okay, I know I'm, I'm good at engaging with people, but how can I turn this into something? And and even going to college, my degree was in communication. I had more fun. I spent more time like chasing women and like just like having a blast than like learning any real skills in college. It was like, uh, you know, it was <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, no, I definitely get what you mean. You know, it was like 40 grand a year to just like have a lot of fun well, and get actually, laid and learn, that's a learn really about life. Good, uh like example of and in two different aspects of us in high school was like so for example grades is a big part of it neither of us were never necessarily the highest you know right people you always had a little better than your reads but i'll explain that in a second but i was never great well so the thing was and and explains like your job like like you said you even use the line like have you ever heard of this stuff when i worked at best buy they had like mini scripts and these uh they're called like rec sheets where you write down what the people are telling you and all the shit right. i didn't follow that i was not a company man I was like, fuck you. I'm just going to go talk to people. And my numbers were great. I was the second highest in the department all the time. Um, whereas you is like the exact opposite. Like, if they want you to be a company man, you'll do it as long as it'll get you what you're after. Like, you want me to read this script? All right, let me read this script because, you know, whatever. You're paying me. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. In, in high school, it was very, very similar. They're like, hey, do your homework, write your essay, read this book. Yes. And you're like, I'll do it all. And your grade would come out at like a B, you know? Like, yes, like, like yes. And then I would be like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and yet I would still get like the C because I just had the, like you had you definitely swagged had it out. the work. You had the like, I'm coming in, I'm going to do it. I'm not obedience, a bad word. Don't take it that way. But you had like the, all right, whatever will get me through this. And I had the like, yes, all right, whatever will get me through this. I'm not fucking you yes. when you tell me, but I'm going to get yes. that good grade that I need on that test and I'm good. Whereas you were like, okay, maybe I got a bad grade on the test, but I'm going to get this essay in and I'm going to do my homework and I'm going to keep my grade up that way. Like we were very yep. similar goals in the exact opposite like a p- application. Yes. And Kevin, so I also remember – Physics with Miss Brown, God, Ms. and like Brown. you, I know, dude. You, was, <laughs> and that's where like you, we got like the same grade. I did way more work. You just like swagged it out on Miss Brown and just like made shit happen. So, so I don't know. You, this was the year you were doing a. It was eleventh grade. You were doing a yes. lot of extracurricular stuff. You were not necessarily yeah. in school all the time. Um, Kyle Roach almost murdered me. We we skipped class. Me, Kyle Roach, and Rocky. We started skipping math class, like the, the typical, like, I'm not going to class. I'm going to go play in the computer lab bullshit. And then Kyle's grades started to slip, so he went back to class. And me and Rocky, you remember Cosmo's older step So, Oh, Rocky. Ro- that Rocky. I was, like, I was like Shelby's little brother. No, 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 no
And uh, Rocky, yes, studio Rocky was the dude. He he was he was dope. And uh, we started skipping class every single day. So I skipped it. I skipped it. I skipped it. Kyle started going to class doing his homework. My grade got down to the point where it was a D minus, and I was almost failing. We had our final test in there. I go in, I get a fucking 91 on the final test, <laughs> yes. and I bring my grade up to a D so I don't fail. Kyle has been going to class every day, doing every piece of homework, and studies like hours every night. Dude gets a 70, and he almost murdered me. And I was like, listen, just don't be dumb, which is not the right thing to say <laughs> yeah. at all. But he's like, well, I'm not, and don't take, you know, a lot of people have this excuse, and I understand it now, but as a kid, he's like, I'm not a good test taker. I'm like, what do you mean you're not a good test taker? You're just dumber than me, Kyle, and I'm sorry. And I'm like, I just know this stuff without having to focus on it. And and it didn't apply later in life. He is more successful than me. I'm an idiot now. But in school, it was very easy for me to just, like you you said, swag it out. Like, just, if I need to take a test, I'm going to take test and pass, and I'm on my way. I'm not doing anything else. But that's the thing is you were smart enough, though, to get by, to make it work. Yeah, like, but that backfired you... when I thought that worked in real life, and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, <it> is. <laughs> but to doesn't. be honest, it it kind of does. Like, in a weird way, it, it does not it doesn't in the sense of now that I'm older, I realize that, like, everything is fluid in relationships and, and, and being able to... You make, you make your own, you make your own luck. You make your own destiny a hundred percent. That, that, that obedient vibe to me, which I think you're right, is I do have this like rebellious side where I'm always trying to do my own thing, but trying to do my own thing, I'll like do this obedient shit that within, I think I'm within, supposed to do. Within the quo. Like it, it, a means exactly. to a man, like you'll stick within your realm I, as long exactly. as you get to do that thing. I, I, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do this homework, whatever, cause I, so that I can go do this. Oh, I'll go to college, but I really want to go do this. Okay, I'll work your job so that I can go do this. And then I'm finally like, I'm like, dude, it's never going to happen until I just, unless I just like spend more time and do what I want to do. And so that's, that was it where I reverse engineered it. Where like, yeah. I was like, what do I really want? What do I love to do? Love to make music. I like to do martial arts, fitness stuff. Oh, by the and way, like, I did show you. First off, yeah, you're ripped and I'm, a sack of shit now but b uh, i actually showed when you made that thing for me and i sent it off i showed your beats to one of my buddies who's really into hip-hop and he loves it like dude you i don't know i don't care if it never takes off your ability just to make something that sounds good is is on point your beats are incredible yo kev that means the world to me i um i'd love to link with him i uh the the beats and everything like that like it's that's the thing is it's a time thing of like it's seriously just putting in time to it, and and that was that's what inspired the move. I was like, right, and then at the end, I was a substitute teacher. Yeah, but why, why, why Thailand? Like, so when I break it down, I was like, the things that I that I like to do, I don't need to be. They, I knew it from anywhere, and so I was like, okay, so what I need to do is spend less money on my rent, utilities, etc., so that way I can work less so that way i can spend more time working on shit i like to do so i was like okay cost of living in the states no matter where you are is pretty high so let me just look around the world and another thing i wanted was a place where there was a community of people that were um that were sort of in this online entrepreneurship space and so there are a couple places in particular and one of them happens to be this city small city up in northern thailand called chiang mai um and so when i was doing my research that was the place where I was like, okay, let me check out what this place is like. There's a guy that um, 
runs a podcast, uh, like interviewing different entrepreneurs out, like out here on his travels. And so I started listening to that, got really into it heavy. Is that the dude and you had realized, a podcast with just like a week ago or something? No, no. But oh, okay. um, that I appreciate that. This dude, he's he. I'd love to get him on at some point, but he um, he's like pretty popping. He uh, he inspired me a lot to do it, and I remember um, reading the Four Hour Work Week too by Tim Ferriss around the same time. My wife has that book; she loves it. Dude, that book was a game. I was like, "How has this been around for a decade, and I haven't read it?" Like, yeah, game changer. So that's what inspired me. I was like, "Okay, if I can spend less money." I can work less, spend more time. It was a simple equation, as that, as, and it was that simple. Where so I was like, I sold my shit, got something to take over my lease in the apartment, got a job teaching English online just so I could pay the bills. Yeah. Um, and and then moved my ass out here, and it's like, uh, it's been an absolute game changer. I come out every morning, stand on this little balcony, overlooking some like nice trees, and I'm like. Thank the Lord I'm not a substitute teacher anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, thank God dude, I'm not freaking uh, dude, waking up at a dumb hour to show up bro, to a job to get ridiculed. Bro, stupid. It's Office bro. Space. You seen the movie Office Space or the movie American I, Beauty? Like, I thought it was funny until it became my life. Exact. Oh, my God. Okay, so I was talking about this. Uh, I, I have some pretty fucked up views on life. And, uh, like, one time my buddy was asking me, like, how would you explain this, that, or the other? And I was like, if you're ever curious about how I feel about life, watch either Office Space or American Beauty. Because those two movies is a guy who feels like waking up to the same thing every day. He's yes. a waste of life. And that's exactly what it is. Like, that's so yes. dumb. How is, how is Thailand? Is it working out? Like, are you making Dubai? And Dude, so best decision I ever made. It's one of those things where I'm like, I'm kicking myself that I didn't just put it together earlier because... at 22. Exactly. I was like, do I know this is what I do? Because that idea of, like you said, it's strange how life can kind of slip away from you like that. And um, that like waking up at 530 and dragging us out of bed just to like go get shit on by high school kids all day, like every day. And then you get home and you don't really even feel like doing your thing. Like, um, it, or, or working the marketing job and like doing these, it just... I agree, Kev, this like this sort of like normal, quote normal of like adult life of this sort of bill of goods that were sold or even college. And there's like you go to school, but then like you end up owing all this money. So you end up having to jump into this rat race um, and just breaking it down to being like, what do I really love to do? What do I really need? And. And you know, I'm my dad's son, so I'm a pretty minimal dude. Like, I don't need. Oh yeah. yeah as long as I'm, yeah. as long as I'm eating good, you know, I, I don't need much shit. So, um, you know, life out here is pretty minimal and sparse. But I'm happy because I just have more time to work on shit I want to do. And so, my rent. So I just paid. Um, like last week, I paid my rent, my my electric, gas, whatever, cell phone, um, internet bill, my monthly. My monthly bills, mm-hmm. guess how much they were? Were before you month. left? No, no. So like here. Oh, this month? Oh, I was going to say, because if yeah, you're trying this to get me to guess in Philadelphia, it's insane. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, for one bedroom. So it's, a, it's a, the nicest one bedroom I've ever lived in. Yeah. High speed internet, unlimited data cell phone plan. Uh, Shoot. So I pay almost two grand a month in bills and utilities. Uh, so I'm going to scale that down to like. One person doing his own seven hundred. 
right? So in Philly, my bedroom, my one bedroom apartment was seven seven fifteen a month just for the bedroom, yeah. and there would be about a grand for bills total, everything. Here for everything total, it's three hundred and twenty dollars. Ooh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> That's right? literally just my oil bill when it shows up. Exactly, dude. I was like, this was just my energy bill in Philly. Wow. I was like, in the winter months, my energy bill is fucking up. I was like, what the hell? So when your monthly expenses—I mean, you still got to pay for food, but of course, yeah. I but mean, we're not talking that, yeah. Yeah, like, like my mortgage like, when I get this house, seventeen fifty a month. No. Yep. Yep, like that's 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 stupid money. Oh my god, that is stupid money. Where I'm like, oh, well, that's why with the English thing, I'm like, I'm making twenty bucks an hour to like run through the ABCs with little Chinese kids, but mm-hmm. I only have to work a couple hours a night, if that. And you um, make your you make your nut. Ex- you make your exactly. And Kevin, I'm still in that obedience thing of being like, I'll play this game for you so that I can. Do my other thing on the side. Except for Except, this time, the scale is like exactly. this thing for you. Exactly. Compared to the bartending or the, those late nights or the subbing or whatever. Where yeah. it's like for years, it's crazy now to think that that is was it for years of like waking up to go to some random high school. just to, Where like for you too, I think we've both been those guys that just kind of color outside the lines um, and have been like finding a way so – our way that we, I think we both know that we can offer value, but how do we make it fit into the world in a way that we can monetize it? Yeah. Um, you know, and so for you too, so that sort of, so where I'm, best decision I ever made, life is fucking just unreal, and I don't believe it because I'm actually able to like wake up and like work on shit I want to work and on. And, and I'm assuming it's indefinite, like just until you either A, make it or B, just feel like coming back. <laughs> Bro, a hundred percent. So I'm, I'll, I'll be coming back um, for the holidays, but the, the location arbitrage of living out here is so great that I'm like, dude, I'm doing it. It's all fun. I'm like, I'm, I'm grinding out until this shit happens. And it's one of those yeah. things that now I realize it, it it's not rocket science. If you want to build something online there's a million people that have done it before it's not that hard it just takes time and effort and yeah. consistency that's and the patience. part i suck and at so i watch your like tags and like your links and your shares and even your just fucking wording of your post i'm like damn he's he's pushing for it whereas i'm just like hey i, I put this thing up like hey, hey <laughs> yes, check it yes like exactly. i take the recording seriously I, I i go through all my program like i try to make sure that's good but other than that i'm just like here have it Yo, it's, it's the exact, exact same thing like i'm only putting the work into the one <laughs> yeah. thing you're putting the work into like the 30 things and we're both kind of in the same spot at least for now yes you're you're, you're going yes. i'm just saying yo it's gonna be it's gonna be a slow grind but but it is one of those things kev where um like you said it does take it's just a lot of a lot of effort into the i wish i could just create because that's all I want to do, and that's all the part I really love. But it is yeah. the distribution is the key in this day and age. So oh, yeah. if you ever want to chop it up about that part too, um, yeah. I I got some Yo, people, serious. People take shit. it way for granted because I do this podcast. I've been doing it for almost two years now. A year in like three quarters, and you know I, I I talk it up because I do have a legitimately great time doing every episode I have ever done. But I'll tell people about this. And they're like, really, you do a podcast like? A, as if that's hard. No, it's free and you can do it with the <laughs> mic on your phone. But B, they're like, you know, how many listens you get? You got like two or 300 listens? I'm like, <laughs> maybe over like the life of that track. Yeah. Like, 
I'm like lucky if I break 20 in a week. Like, yo, I, I same, have Kev. I have one episode that I titled X gonna give it to you, and that episode has over 1,300 listens. And the only reason is is because I'm almost certain people go to SoundCloud and type in DMX, and that's one of the first things that shows up. I don't think it's actually my podcast. <laughs> yo, like, I'm almost Kev. positive. Why don't you do it with more of them? That's a great. Did, that's a I great did, idea. I did it with another one called Rough Riders Anthem because, and it was a joke I did with Patrick, and it was funny. And it's not even close. It's I don't know why. Oh, X going to you every day gets about ten listens, and I'm like, why? Why did really? Every day it gets another ten, another ten. Some days I'll log on, it's like fifty-five listens for X going to you today. What? I'm like why? I, people are looking for the instrumental, the, the the instrumental to walk into, and then they find this and they like listen to the first episode. Welcome back. Oh, okay, I'm <laughs> and they walk away and they're like, all right, I'm I'm good. I I don't need this. Damn, dude. Yo, it's it's seriously that's that's um a whole a whole conversation in itself is that yeah. is the distribution i would love you know, to get so like, I, I mean you said you want to start recording with people online and stuff i would love to chat that out i would love to learn how to fucking be better on the internet my personality yeah. is just in my voice talking to you i'm not good at actually packaging it that's all i got because that because that i mean and it's what and especially and i'm not sure how much you're um and this is completely off topic but i'm, I'm gonna run with it I'm not sure how much you're you're making now. If you have it in your budget, it doesn't have to be much. But one thing you could do is hire a virtual assistant to um, help you with the distribution side of it because I didn't even know that's that was a thing. Exactly, yo. It's been that's what I mean. Being out here, it's been a game changer. Of like, even with four hour work week too. Of like, outsourcing the sticking points of shit that you don't like to do. So. For me, and with the music and stuff, there, there are just different aspects of putting it all together um, that it takes a lot of time and certain things like editing video where I'm like, I hate editing video, but yeah. I still would like shooting video. So I'm like, oh, I guess outsource to that to somebody on Fiverr for like five bucks or yeah, just like, hey, take a few assistant. minutes just to cut this up or just like, yeah, edit this. I'll pay, you know, they're a video editor. That's the dude. Boom, they edit a video for you. Or a virtual assistant. So I just hired mine recently. I've hired a, a couple um, to help me uh, with 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 distribution and things of that nature. And yeah. so there are people like you could hire someone in the Philippines or in Bangladesh. Like these people that are that for them, especially being here in Chiang Mai, seeing how far a dollar goes. Like five dollars an hour over here is very different than five dollars an hour in the states. Yeah, if you're spending three hundred um, bucks on your monthly bills and utilities, like go 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 fuck yourself. All right, exactly, <laughs> that, that dollar exactly, goes a while. Exactly. So it goes so much farther. Where you could have someone, you say, okay, I I record and edit. I know what I'm good at. Yeah. I record, edit my podcast, and I like to record it. I know that that's what I'm. What's fun, but I'm not into the promotional packaging, blah blah blah. And you have someone who's either a specialist or much better at that than you. Um, you know, and you, you pay them to do that for you every week. So yeah. I think I can, and I can send you a lot more on this, but I think yeah. there's a way to do it where like, if you're the rock, right? Like he, yeah. people pay him a lot of money to just be the rock on camera. <laughs> yeah. You ain't kidding. And, you know, right. And then, but then he has other staff that handles the other stuff that he yeah, he's not the one calling it. the news people setting up like exactly, exactly. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's another thing I'll jump into. But um, as far as you and with, with the with the jobs and the moving and everything, how have you been able to 
I guess sort of like keep your sanity along the way, sort of finding, find, maneuvering through those sorts of jobs and finding your way to sort of um, where you are now. My wife got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes two years ago. Uh, so everything before that was like, just make enough money to cover bills. That's all I care about. Just get the bills. Yeah. Paid. Don't make more. Yeah. I don't need bullshit. Like occasionally I'll buy my new cell phone and video game system. But like, just make bills. The minute that happened, it was like, okay, I need to set up a 401k for the future. I need to get decent health insurance on the table because she is expensive. Like a, a chronic illness yeah. costs you out the ass for her insulin, her sensors, her glucose, yeah. all this different shit. Um, so I was like, I got to get retirement savings going. I got to get health insurance going. I got to make sure we have a savings account in general to help pay for the shit. So I did like the, if you know what an HSA account is, um, I've got that set up. Like I got to put a good car in the driveway. I got to put a good roof over our head. Like it just became more about the very traditional, uh, father of the house sort of thing. It just yeah. became very like old school. Just make sure my family is safe and happy. And so I've unfortunately given up the whole, like, do what I want thing. This podcast is as close as I get to it anymore, which, you know, like we're talking about, maybe one day it's, it can actually make a living. But yeah, you know, otherwise, I've kind of regressed back into I just got to make sure my wife's happy. I got to I got to keep her healthy because, you know, God forbid. And that's it. That's, that's literally the whole the whole nine. Everything before that was I quit jobs on a whim. I was like, OK, you pissed me off. I'm going and doing something else. I don't need you. And I went and got another job. All right, cool. Yeah. Like, that was all it was. And, and it just, it course corrected real hard. Um, and so, and so now with this, um, talk to me about, so in a, in a perfect world, you go, hey, Kev, boom, here's $20 million. You don't have to worry about money anymore. Um, what, and looking back too on like growing up in Spencer and things that you have an affinity for, what would your ideal job be? You know? Oh, oh, without a doubt, I want to be Kevin Smith. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if you follow him much. Um, oh, wait, he's, is he the dude that did um, the those two stoner guys, the stoner movie? Yeah, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so his claim to fame was Clerks, and, and then he did Clerks 2 and Dogma and Chasing Amy and Jersey Girl and Tusk and Res Day and all these different movies. And anyways, what he does for a living now, he records like four or five different podcasts, all with different hosts all with different like main topics and shit like that. And then when he's not recording, he does live shows, which most of them become podcasts. Um, he makes movies for a living, which I couldn't do. He's a writer and I am just, nope, not going to ever be a writer, but I want to sell myself as, I don't want to be like a TV host like Jimmy Fallon or any of that. I just, I, I would love to be able to interest people. I want to captivate you. If I can, I want to captivate you. And most of the time in person, that's through arguing. But, you know, in the long run, like if you could just, if, if my words made you feel a smile, made you feel like interested, if they made you not think, I'm not exactly a deep person, I'm not very smart, but, you know, if they just made you get by your workday, done, yeah. sold, I'm happy. Dude, okay, so... Um, that, so, so something kind of like, uh, so the podcasting is definitely down, you know, that alley in the sort, in the sense of so, like radio or TV, sort of a, um, would you want to be a host of some I mean, sort? A host would be dope. A host would be dope. But the problem with hosting, which we touched on earlier is like, then you're, you're, you're contracted. You're, you're, you're laying yeah. in and like, you can't just call in sick. Like, 
You're, you're yeah. In it. So a good one. I mean, honest to God, everybody wants this. So there's no surprise there. YouTube celebrity is is like the best gig in the world. But like, have you? Do you watch the the like review unbox therapy like those type of stuff? I I I don't follow them, but I know the ones. I, I've seen a couple yeah. of them before. Like Marquise Brownston and Unbox Therapy, and like uh, Good Mythical Mornings, like a, a talk show. But like that sort of like you're giving someone an information they seek out. So Unbox Therapy in specific, he just new shit comes out, he opens it up on a show, shows you it, and tells you what he thinks of it. Like he's just giving you his quick, you know, that eighty year old grandma who's like, "What's a good speaker to go buy?" Like, yes, he just gives you that information. It's not necessarily the most valuable. But it does have its niche. Like, that's where yeah. I want to be. That's what I want. Yo, Kev, do you do a YouTube channel? No, no. I, I don't really have time. I work 10-hour days, and I usually stay an hour late, and it's a half-hour drive to and from, and I like my wife. So, like, I just don't I, – I, I don't, I don't yeah. really have the time to start. I'm terrible at editing. As just Like you're saying, that would definitely be sourced, like, instantly. Let's go yes. to someone because I can't do it. Yo, a hundred percent because that's something where this is the day and age of like, um, uh, you know, of, of YouTube being like actually like a very feasible, yeah. feasible way People to make a living. It's crazy. It's crazy. There's a lady out here, um, that she gave a presentation at one of the, the talks I went to. She makes her living off YouTube. Um, she was giving advice on how to do it, blah, blah, blah. And she just makes, um, she makes these really like elaborate videos but they're based around like disney movies like disney princesses oh, and stuff okay. which right. is like it's like yo everybody has their niche and i was like this is fascinating where it's just and she makes more now doing her youtube thing than she ever did working yeah. her nine to five so it's just there's there's no there's no reason to to not try to give it a shot you know yeah. other than a time thing but um like you said, like the editing you could outsource, but I think, I think, I don't know. I think you got a great personality for it. It's one of those love things it. that I, yeah, I, Yo, think you'd, I think you'd love it. I think you'd be good at it. I think you could do it. It was just, it'd be, it'd take work and time. You also get the, I think my personality fits well for this type of stuff, but you get to know me in person for too long and I'm a little unbearable nowadays. I'll admit that. <laughs> really? I'm a little bit of an asshole. I always have been and I'm cool with that. But on here, it's just for fun. Like, that's yes. all out the window. We don't got to argue about if uh, Twix is better than Snickers because I'll get aggressive. Yes. Like, I'll, yes, I'll get yes. but on here, it's whatever. Yes. No, that, but that's what makes – but at the same time, that – I think people would gravitate sometimes towards the towards the unbearable asshole, so asshole aspect. Especially, you know, because I'm – getting, I'm getting my teeth fixed. I'm getting a haircut. I'm going to be so sexy. I'm going to be honest. Yes. I'm going to be one of those people that the Instagram leader is like, oh. Oh, oh right. I'll just Photoshop Ooh. your body on and I'll put my head there. <laughs> yeah. like, it's the perfect hey. duo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude, I, dude, Kev, I think, I think that, um, I think that's a good fit. I, I think it's un, it's strange that the generation we grew up in, there weren't more opportunities to explore that sort of thing. You I mean, know? it's, it's partially our generation, but it's also partially our, um, our, our hometown like for a good example is like we didn't really our computer lab consisted of 10 year old computers and typing class was literally just that like dos screen where you just type words <laughs> into yeah. it you you know yeah you talk about other people they had fucking like they had laptops back when they were growing up i'm like wait a minute laptops barely existed as far as i knew when in reality yeah. they were definitely around like i mean we also grew up in an area where it wasn't promote you said that earlier it wasn't promoted to do that kind of stuff Right. It's strange where now 
working, you know, being a high school teacher in a city the past few years, I like, I'll talk to kids and their dreams are like real dreams yeah. where I'm like, oh, and it's because you have examples or everyone's so connected now because technology can see, oh, people can make a living off of social media or they can make a living off YouTube, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, it, it was just, it was just different. It, it just took, I think it, Maybe for you too, but I realized it took a while to, to, to when you peel back the layers to be like, oh, this is what I actually want to do. Yeah. Um, just because it, it didn't, it never seemed like an option. Yeah. You know, it just didn't seem like an option before. Yeah, um, you know, so, so something like that. But, um, so also we're running on 140, so I'll, I'm probably going to bounce here in, in a hot second. Yeah. No, no, um, that's cool. I got to get up in like six hours for work. Fuck! You're, <laughs> I, you're champ for I, even staying. I up have with to. Me. Uh, it's just my job. I, I have to be to work by like five thirty in the morning. So that's just what it is. Oh my god! It's part of the yeah, life yo, I live, dude. Yo, you're a trooper, man. All right, then we need to get this podcast popping, dude. This, no, it has been no. It's so it's been incredible. Like no, there's no getting around it. I mean, this whole thing. I'm not editing anything. I don't care if we went for another three hours and I don't go to work tomorrow. Like this has been just, <laughs> like on point, dude. Like, no, I need to do more yeah. interviewing stuff. Like, that's why I look up to you in that sort of sense. Like, I just talk to friends. Like I said, for me, this is this is what I want to do. This is great. This is a great time. I think I think you'd be amazing. Dude, it, it flew by. I um, But also, I mean, the podcast in general, if you got to get up at 530, we need to get you. We need to get this podcast. Like, we need to bump these numbers up. More more DMX titles. <laughs> yeah, I got to start, I gotta start being that something. guy who's like, I make money elsewhere. I'll show up when I want. Because there's guys yes. there that are like that. There's dudes with, like, other businesses. They just work there to do something. That's going to be yes. me. I'm going to roll in at, like, 10 o'clock and be like, what? what yes. I'm sorry. You think what I need this me? job? You think I need Yo, you? <laughs> I, I'm making money off the podcast. Yeah, what do you want? That would be Yo, dope, dude, but, um, 100%. All right, yo, after this, I'm going to send you some stuff on it because I think yeah. um, this is the day you need to do it. Outsource the editing. This is you don't want to do. Start, start. I know you. I know you have your your hot take on different things that you want to review. So talk a lot you might as well just film that shit and put it out there, you know, and, and do it the right way. So that'd be dope. Um, I just yeah, Kev, I think you'd be dope for it. Either way, dude, so appreciative of you having me on. Oh my and gosh, yeah. A I bit. would I would do this a thousand times over, dude. Um, yeah. We got uh, actually, it's only an hour and twenty because our Skype's a little bit longer than that. But no, but. We'll, we'll do this again. We'll do this again. This is this is on point. I mean, shit, we only talked about, like, a little bit of, like, elementary school, and then now. Like, there, there's endless gaps in there that can be filled. Crazy yeah. stories. But you, you too, I, you were a pivotal part of, of my childhood and growing up and everything. It's, so, so. it's, it's absolutely oh. just, like, mind-blowing just to see your face. Like, not in a, like, not in a creepy way. Like, I want to look at it. But, like, in a way of just, yeah, there you go. Get in there. <laughs> Uh, it's just like I, I don't know. I still don't see this you. Like you got the shaved head, you got the beard. I'm not looking at that. I'm not looking at that at yeah. all. Like, I picture the fucking matted, like big bushy hair you had with the polo shirt, and you're walking down the hall with your notepad, oh like trying to write rhymes. And like, that's oh what my I'm god! And it's so that, crazy. It's so crazy. Th those those rhymes were so bad, Kevin. We need no, to no, we need no, to put no. those put those memories into like a folder somewhere and just yeah. keep them zipped away them okay, for for sorry. for Real dark quick, archive file. All right, it's done. Archive those, um, dude. All right. So, anyways, uh, this has been another episode of Men in the Machine. We got Kia on and check out his stuff. Hey. He's got a podcast called Creative Contact. He's got a website, Orion Beats. Uh, Let's go. Just check it all out. It's wonderful. 
Uh, I don't know if this is going to be on your page or just my page. If you want the file, I'll send it to you. No worries. I would love the file. Um, and obviously, this outro that's going to be leading you out was made by uh, his, yours truly sitting on the other side. So thank you, Kia, hey. for being on the side uh, and, and spending this time with me. We'll, we'll get together soon. Kev, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you. All right. This has been Men in the Machine. I'm Kevin. That's Kia. And thank you for listening. And as you can see, over here we have the man of the machine.